everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Ben Moore. Brandon Jones. And Ian Hink. Ooh. Uh, you got me. You broke me right in the open. <laughs> Romance option. Uh, <laughs> which one, Ian? Was Ian's yeah. <laughs> I want a romance. <laughs> uh, as we are beginning our our podcast, it is time for pro strats only. Please, this is where patrons of Easy Allies ask the es- experts in our panel for help in any game that they're having problems with. Okay, here we go. Hey, allies, I'm playing Blood Safari, oh. and I'm going for the true ending. I'm stuck at the part where they take away all of your items but your flashlight and a rhinoceros approaches out of the darkness. Do I take the totally rational route of showing fear and running away or nonchalantly consider this 4,000 pound horned beast that is capable of running at 30 miles per hour no threat to me? Pro strats only, please. Love and respect. Colin. Uh, It's an interesting question because it's like there's a lot more in that cave so that if you're having an issue with the rhinoceros specifically, you got you run. You have to run past all that stuff. I mean, you can like I don't know. You can you can be a professional if you're like a pro streamer and you can show show off if you want to. You're just not going to get anything out of the game. Right. You got got to keep moving. There's worse than that. Cool. Is that? We're, yeah, we're all in agreement. Yeah, what else is there good. to say? Sounds good. Great. Thanks, Jones. Not hard. Uh, now time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Dragon Age 2 was the low point of the franchise. Uh, story DLC for Anthem will be free. Huber was fear-mongering last week about DLC for Anthem. And I was like, T- he's got to pump the brakes. Fear-mongering? Yeah, he was a fear-monger oh, he's last saying there's week. Gonna be a ton? He's like uncharacteristically anti that game. Yeah. It's very strange for Huber. Just because he like has decided to, to hate EA, I guess. Hmm. Which isn't unfair. A lot no, of assumptions. We'll, yeah. we'll see if that changes we'll, we'll during the, the like open beta. Uh, Attack on Titan and One Punch Man have no business in Jump Force because they're not jump characters. Uh, JoJo, technically, I guess like the first six could be. Uh, Gintama, absolutely, but I guess isn't very popular. Uh, but there are still more characters to be announced for that game. We don't have the full roster yet. Nice. Uh, always miss one. Dead or Alive 6 on March 1st. And correction music, please. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. We have an update about a bet that uh, I settled last week Where about which sold more, Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Uh, with Huber, I was up against Huber. Why is it always a bet with you two? Every week I'm on here, there's like a bet settled. Well, this is, we're, <laughs> Huber, like I couldn't get him to bet last week. He's still settling his old bets, and so he won't take new ones on. Oh. I think um, you guys did a friendly wager on Frame Trap, too. Yeah, it was a friendly wager. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's what we've you have the power to stop that then. That's your show. <laughs> no, I, I you, wish I did. You don't have to stand for that nonsense. Uh, I said Spyro would sell, sell more, and it did worse on the NPDs, right? And so I had to, uh, uh, I had to make a drawing of myself and Crash Bandicoot's girlfriend on a date and tweet that <laughs> to Sony at right, PlayStation. Yes. Then I get a tweet that says, "Hey, Kyle, Spyro actually did better than Crash in its opening month." It was it came out in November, so it was worse on the NPDs. Right. And I was like, cool, yes. Do you have any public data for this? This is an NPD insider. Oh, I was like, who's your source? Uh. Yes. And so what I what I need from this community mm-hmm. is a second source. I need someone else to say, Kyle, Spyro absolutely did sell more, so that Huber has to go through the humiliation of drawing himself on a date with Crash Bandicoot's girlfriend and send that to Sony. 
please help me out. Don't here. lie. Be who, truthful. You, are you who came up with line? that punishment? No. Which one of you? You it know was, it was me. I do. You're right. <laughs> you know it was me. I don't want any As fishy business. As the words business. were coming out of my mouth. No fishy business. Um, I learned a lot about his girlfriend. Uh... <laughs> What? <laughs> Canonically, she left Crash between one and two and uh, partnered up with the pinstripe guy, the, the boss of Crash Bandicoot 2. Did you, like, need to know this before you felt comfortable drawing? No. Was, like, it, was it like, I need to I need to familiarize myself? I did. I didn't, like, I, it sucks because I forget her name, but I was, like, learning about, like, what Jason Rubin wanted her to look like and everything. Like, video games in 90s, like, all you needed to do was just be, like, make her have big boobs. And you're, like, a good game designer. You're just, like... <laughs> it's just like, yeah, make her tall with big boobs. And it's just like, excuse me. Sorry, Jason Rubin. I know you have other talents beside that. But it's just like, to me, it's so funny that like that's his account. Just like, yeah, we wanted her clothes to be skimpier, but Universal didn't. It's like, what? It's a big, weird body, human body yeah, size bandicoot. Yeah, Why? relax. She's bandicoot. Oh, sick freaks. You sick freaks. So we have some news this week. Okay. We got some big news. Big news tends to drop pretty soon after this podcast is recorded. Yep. As, as is tradition. This one was wild. I didn't see this one coming. Because I thought these two were pretty close. Bungie and Activision. You know, I thought they loved each other. And they, they made a big commitment to each other. They said, I, we're together for 10 years. It seemed like an abusive relationship. And then it kind of did, right? Yeah. Because I think our first sign of it was Activision saying, we're not happy with Destiny 2. And then Bungie saying, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. We love Destiny 2 right now. And I think that was kind of our first sign of like, oh, oh mm-hmm. what's happening here? So last Wednesday, Bungie and Activision officially split from each other. I want to read Activision's press release. Today, we're announcing plans for Bungie to assume full publishing rights and responsibilities for the Destiny franchise. Going forward, Bungie will own and develop the franchise, and Activision will increase its focus on owned IP and other projects. Activision and Bungie are committed to a seamless transition for the Destiny franchise, and will continue to work closely together during the transition on behalf of the community of Destiny players around the world. So, not only did Bungie and Activision split, I was like, oh, okay, then Bungie can make whatever they want. They wanted Destiny. Mm -hmm. They worked out some deal with Activision. I presume spent a lot of money to get all of Destiny, and Activision was okay with that because they said, we're going to work on establishing new IP. I want to start on Activision first. What? Activision has Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, all of the Blizzard properties, yes. All of the King Game stuff, yes. But Call of Duty, and then that is it. That was a lot of stuff. Uh, not for Activision itself. You know what I mean, bro? Oh, I know. well, Activision Blizzard's like, yeah, one of the same. Yes. It's crazy to me. Who? Are, what are they talking about? I, I feel like if you're Activision, and you've seen the level of financial success that they have, like they have the mega of mega hits on their hands, and yes. so I, I think maybe from their perspective, it's like. We can get something bigger. We can get something better. Let's do it. And I, mm-hmm. I think they're just so confident in that, uh, that that's kind of the position that they're taking. Go ahead, Brad. They're toying with From Software, and I don't want any more. I totally forgot. I don't want that's any fair. more. That's fair. I forgot about Sekiro, dude. Careful. That counts. That's careful. a new IP. What do you mean they're toying with them? <sighs> they're publishing it. That's they're, not toying with, dude. Oh, that's like they're, they're like, no, Batting they're playing around. with their little toys. <laughs> that's what they're playing with. And I'm, I'm a little worried. 
Please it's be ju- careful. It's just crazy to me because Destiny is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so for them to be like, ah, it didn't do so well. I, I feel like there, there's just so many other people making anything that wish they could have the recognition and success that Destiny is. Seeing. I wonder if yeah. it's just too expensive. Of an ongoing cost. I think it's a big, expensive, ongoing cost. A huge staff, obviously. I think it is, Ian. Totally. I think Destiny, like, never met their expectations. (laughs) I get the feeling Activision was never, like, thrilled. Mm -hmm. That, that, like, any time... This is just complete hearsay. This is just me, like, assuming what their relationship was. But, like, any time a report card had to come up, you know, they never met it. And Activision's like, it's just not where we want it to be. Mm -hmm. And... Bungie and Destiny had to kind of like reframe what success was because like when you say but like this is a very successful game and it's just like it just depends on who you ask like them, yeah. I think right. for Activision it just never quite because they were so excited when they first announced it you know they were you know just kept talking about you know the decade and all the plans that they had and I think it's gonna take that amount of time you know for really t- for us to see what Destiny can pull off and I think I, I believe in them. I think they have the possibility of doing that because I think they really do love the game, um, and it has evolved. But uh, yeah, I just I think Activision was never completely satisfied so with that purchase. Here's what's nuts: is Activision actually does have a ton of studios, a buttload. Most of them work on Call of Duty maps and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They still have Raven Software. Uh, they still have High Moon. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they still have those studios. I believe Beanox, right? Um, I feel like those studios are nonstop pitching games to Activision that they say no to. I'm tempted to believe that within the next 12 months, Activision will announce a new IP. Am I crazy, panel? Am I crazy to think Activision actually does have a new thing? Hmm. No. I could see, especially following this, I could see them, you know, sneaking something in with the with an X-Gen creeping up. Yeah. I, th- I think they might have had something in the cooker. Hmm. That's next-gen. That's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's a totally a new, new launching yeah, yeah, yeah. with it, like, like Destiny was, right? Yeah, yeah. like that. You, Brandon, yes, dude. Sure. And I mean, Destiny was cross gen, right? But it like felt like a next gen game. It totally did. Was it really? Yeah, Destiny. Yeah, Destiny cross-gen. one was cross gen, mm-hmm. and then Destiny two was not. Oh, that's when they finally severed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoa, hmm. forgot about that. Crazy. Yeah. The next thing they announce, will it be? like a destiny where it's like hey here's this new games as a service yeah is, is, yes. here's this new ecosystem we're gonna introduce you to boy that could be exhausting like it's just just from a consumer perspective not even like us professionally covering games yeah there are just so many games coming out and now there are just so many like here's a new lifestyle for you mm-hmm. get ready for yeah. us to tell you about your next 10 years yeah it's just it's just I don't know. It's intimidating. It's it is. Here's your javelin. You're gonna love this thing. Yes. For the next five years. You're, you're so right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Here's our ten year roadmap. It's yes. Like, just. Uh, right. Because like we got just this year we have Anthem and Division Two and just we do we have m- more Destiny Two. We just there is so much games as a service like too much to get into. Yeah. Warframe, I guess you would say, is a games as a service. I don't know. They already um, have Warcraft too. They already have WoW. Yeah. Man. What if they get a fighting game? What if they just take Street Fighter VI? Yes. Like, this is ours Yes, please. This Uh. is ours. (laughs) I mean, they did Sekiro, dude. Sekiro's so out of... Nobody could have guessed that. Not a single person could have said, yeah, they'll probably work with From Software on a cool Mm -hmm. new action game. No one. No one would have said that. Yeah. I'm expecting Activision to make moves this year, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. They'll be spending some money. Jonesy, I, think, I, I think Souls is consistent. I think you can count on Souls. To, you can count on that audience to show up. I, like I think, 
like Dark Souls 2 had issues and mm-hmm. even Dark Souls 3 had issues, but like none of those sold poorly, right? right. Like, you know, Bloodborne sold incredibly well. Like, I just think well, that's that, Sony. I just so. think that's what they look for. They're like, we are not going to get invested in something until we absolutely know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't see any of the Activision, you know, acquisitions being like surprising. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's yeah, like like a sign. what's popular. A sign of success. And yeah. I think like if I was... Not if I was Activision, but like I imagine Activision's laughing at EA with Anthem. They're just like, yeah, good luck with that. Have fun with that. Yeah. It's like, that's the hell that we went through dealing with these fans that like, you know, we wanted to tell them what they would enjoy, but they had their own ideas about what they want to preserve in this game. Um, I would, if they come out with any multiplayer thing, I'd imagine it was probably more like Fortnite, really stripped down, no story. You know, like mm-hmm. they're just like, why we bother? Just, why are we gonna? Why are we gonna deal with the developer that like really loves their characters and has to deal? You know, I think that's <laughs> fair, Jones, because I want to believe it was Activision, Activision publisher pressure to put Blackout in Black Ops Four, right? Like, I, I almost think that yeah, they probably will keep chasing a Fortnite type yeah. program. This, this is you don't just, agree I with see, that? I can see that team being real pumped up for that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. They've certainly been focused on it, and you hear them t- like tweeting and, and doing fixes and stuff, and like it seems like they're very enthusiastic mm-hmm. about making it better. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this on a previous Easy Allies podcast, and this is just pure speculation, but I wonder if from a big publisher perspective going into the next generation, you look at things like PUBG and Fortnite and you go, let's just pump enough money into a bunch of ideas to get them out and be early access, and then the ones that succeed, we go all in on. We give them full Mm. Activision. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's smart. Well, yeah. I was saying, they, they, I just wonder yeah. what the response from the audience will be if they if that approach were to be taken. Do you remember uh, when Activision was publishing games under the Sierra uh, name, basically, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, we're doing Geometry Wars as a Sierra game. We're doing uh, uh, the King's Quest as a Sierra game," and then just kind of stopped. <laughs> that like blinked out of existence. It for did. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, yeah, Activision, we're making smaller games, and we're going to see if these have potential. And like, clearly they didn't. Clearly they just got wiped off. Yep. Didn't Tony didn't, Hawk Five, dude? Yeah, <laughs> Tony Hawk Five is a game that Activision published. So yeah, it, it, it's a weird publisher to me. I, I I I have to assume they have something, and that's why they're okay with letting Destiny go because mm-hmm. you can count the Activision games on one hand, and it's, that's mm-hmm. nuts. To they me. got that Blizzard cushion, which yeah. helps. Yeah, though Brad, like we you know we were doing the Blizzard episode, we were talking about how they were you know uh, stopping Heroes of the Storm because mm-hmm. they Heroes been, Storm's not making money. Yeah. They're cutting their losses on that. Right. And so they've been told to make more games. Yeah. And and so, like, you know, Blizzard's probably going to announce a game this year besides that mobile Diablo, you know. Uh, uh, and so I just, I feel like everybody, Activision is pushing games hard Oh, of right course now. they are. Because Blizzard used to be, like, we make one game and it'll last for a really long time. Yeah. Now they're going to be, like, probably one a year or they'll go for that goal annually. Yeah. They and want annual franchises they can do like that. My guess is they announce a game too soon this year, Blizzard side. What, Diablo 4? Yeah, something. Yeah, they're going to announce something too early is what I'm guessing. Hmm. Ben, you had a thought on that? No, it's just there's been a lot of weird news coming out of Blizzard uh, lately. And it it feels like so many mix-ups and changes are happening at the company. It'll just be interesting and, and like not worrying. I think worrying is too strong of a word, but... It just feels weird at Blizzard right now. Yeah. I guess is the way I would describe it. Feels it feels very different yeah. from what we knew. Now I want to talk about Bungie. Bungie. Bungie is now an enormous, maybe the biggest indie game developer. <laughs> I feel for them so hard. What do you mean you feel for them? I, I, I bet they are so happy to completely own this thing, mm-hmm. but that also just... Adds this whole other layer of pressure. Yeah, I mean yes. when you have when you have the up and down ride that is Destiny, and I don't say that as an insult. It's just it's 
any game that goes on that long, I feel like you have ups and downs, and Destiny certainly has had them. It's if it if the first thing that happens, the first big major thing that happens with Destiny after this split is down, it's gonna feel extra down. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to get an even more severe backlash than they've gotten in the past. Um, because I think a lot of people, maybe unfairly so, are are expecting this to kind of be a magic bullet where they're they're painting Activision as the as a big source for all of the problems that Destiny has had. And I, I don't think that's necessarily fair. I'm sure some of it is true. But uh, yeah, if I feel like expectations are higher than ever as a result, and I imagine that that's nerve-wracking and very frustrating for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, it's a lot to figure out when you don't have that big infrastructure surrounding you anymore, and I, I bet it takes a long time. It's like Destiny's had some great moments, but it seems like almost every single one of those great moments was preceded by two weeks of this better work. You know, so it's like there's very few things Destiny's done that have worked really well that came out of nowhere. You know, like there, there's always like a ramp up toward like, okay, I stopped playing, but this new expansion better be great. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, oh god, here we are again. You know, where it's like, okay, now they left Activision, they better turn it around now. You know, like they better start making these changes that we think they couldn't make yeah. because Activision said no. I wonder what that is, right? I think, uh, Ben, you said it takes a long time. They don't have a lot of time. Yeah. They have to make some change. They have to be. They have to give the community a sense that, hey, we're indie now. And I feel like it's just giving something huge away to everybody for free. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like it's giving the community mm-hmm. something back. Yeah. I, reading a lot of the, the response from Destiny players, though, or like of all levels, like people casually interested to people really into it, uh, I, I think one of the things that they don't want is they don't want these little expansions that are no good. They rather them take their time. And, this is what the community wants. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like have these big updates, like these big story updates. It's okay if they're more infrequent as long as they're of a certain level of quality. And they felt like just with the Activision release schedule, that's why you would have such inconsistent quality. And so I do think. The community has some level of patience as long as that patience is is met with something that is exceptional. Yeah. I mean, someone else could step in and get involved with them. Like, Microsoft could step in, or Sony could step in easily. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, we want you on our console only, or something like that. We'll pay you a ton of money. Do you think they would do that as an indie developer? I don't know. I don't it depends what the deal they cut is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is weird. They they left Microsoft, right? They're like, okay, they're making us yeah. do Halo games all the time. They went to Activision. They're like, it's going to be good here. They're going to let us make the game that we want to make. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that didn't happen. And so now they're on their own. I don't, Brad, it's hard for me to imagine them teaming up with a publisher. I mean, if money gets tight, yeah. it doesn't seem unlikely to me. So I do want to cover this other thing that I think is an important aspect of the story. Uh, uh, it was back in June. I don't remember if we covered this on the podcast, but it was really weird. Uh, NetEase is a, is a Chinese gaming company. Yeah. Gave bus, excuse me, gave Bungie a hundred million US dollars to create a new IP to create multiple games, and then that was what Bungie made this post on their on their blog. They said, "Hey, we're getting a lot of money. Maybe I should read that because it is actually yeah. Let me read a little bit of that. Today, we're excited to announce." that we've entered into a new partnership with NetEase to help us explore new directions. With their industry expertise, they'll empower us to build new worlds and invite players, new and old, to join us there. They'll help us support separate teams inside Bungie to bring our newest ambitions to life. Kind of seemed, even back then, 
Bungie has to me it seemed like they were bailing on Destiny right mm-hmm. it, it almost seemed like back then maybe they wanted to do more than Destiny right I, I shouldn't accuse anybody of bailing on Destiny um, but it, it seemed weird that language is weird it kind of says like we're, we don't we're not owned by Activision we don't need them mobile game yeah most likely, right? Yeah, something small. I think it's just hard for me to process Bungie doing anything else just because of, of how consistently demanding it seems like Destiny has been, mm-hmm. especially for building up to a third Destiny game. Like, how, how are you creating new worlds and doing more Destiny? It just seems like a lot. You are, you are a smooth operator in meetings if you get somebody to pay you $100 million yeah. to make mm-hmm. a game up front. Mm-hmm. You get this overall deal, basically, just like, yeah, here's a hundred million dollars. Go nuts, Bungie, make us games. Like what? And so, Brad, when you said like they can find financial backing, I absolutely believe you. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna have a hard time. It's, it's, no, they have some slick ricks there who can talk some people into giving them money. That oh, I think yeah. that it can happen. Oh yeah, it's I mean, they could have more than one team. Clearly, they yeah. do. So, like, they can do multiple things at one time. They yeah. got the money. I don't know how long they got the money, you know? They're like to make a Destiny card game. Like, we talk about the expansion packs coming out late. It's going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, is you, that a joke? I don't know. You just willed that into existence. Did, did make a now. goof? I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> like, the, the, the expansions came out because Activision needed money. It's yeah. like, hey, you have to Please make investors. people pay, pay money or else, like, we're losing money on this project. And so if it does take longer in between expansions, they're going to be losing money. Like, it's just... It's freaky to me. They need to they need to hire more people. Yeah. The team needs to get bigger. Yeah, I, I wonder if this just completely not completely, but influences their whole approach and their whole communication if they are they just become even more transparent and they're like, "Hey, listen, this is this is high concept what we're doing. This is how long we think it's going to take." We're going to take you with us every step of the way. I think that'd be so great. And I, I, I think that yeah. would really work. If, yeah. if, the, if the fundamental message can be, whatever the next step is from the start, is we own this and we want you to be part of it too. Yes. I think that's very powerful for a lot of people. No more red mm-hmm. tape. Just, yeah. I mean, something goes wrong, servers go down, they yep. can just communicate, hey, this yep. sucks, man. Like We really wanted this to work today. Yeah. Um, some new thing. What was the new? There's some new puzzle that they released. Some like dungeon that was like a puzzle people had to solve and nobody figured it out. And so they were just like, ah, here it is. Yes. <laughs> like, we'll just have that for everybody. And it has the air of like, good news, everyone. We've now opened this, and it's like, well, that's a failure. It's it's going against what you originally had planned. But the the messaging around it doesn't seem like, oops, oh well. Well, I guess we're doing this now. And it's like, it'd be nice to see that language of like, well, maybe that didn't go. As we had planned, but uh, we're going to evolve and, and we're going to you know change this thing moving forward. More smaller announcements and less like big things. Because it's weird, like No Man's Sky had a big resurgence this year, but it didn't feel desperate. Like I didn't get the sense when that came out that they were like, please come back. It was like, we just want to do this because we know this game can be better because we had a lot of exciting ideas. And like we, we honestly can say like all of us at this team are, you know, we think this game is better now. And so it's, you know, it might be a good time for you to come back. And just every time Destiny has come out with a new thing, it's just the, the desperation, I can feel it. Maybe that's because I'm not playing it, you know, that I can't, you know, balance that with things in the game that I still genuinely enjoy. But uh, I just want to take that away from them. I think that's one of the big steps. It's like surprise us with something, shadow drop something, you know, have something come out that I can enjoy having not played the game just as a, as a game consumer, as someone who likes marketing. Yeah. Be like, whoa, that was cool what they did. And not like, oh, fingers crossed. I think they'll look to, honestly, like what Fortnite's doing more. 
have like a payment structure. Battle pass? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Like you can already buy like dances or whatever in Destiny, mm-hmm. I guess, something like that. Or they could like this may be a meme, but they could honestly just do a battle royale. Yeah. Uh I think battle pass is is the like monetization of the I future. think they're looking at like a different method. Yeah. I Even like if it. it's not battle royale, Brad, some kind of persistent map. I think it would yeah. be so cool. Something where they could, I think the biggest thing they should do from Fortnite is like what if just uh Vex Vex is that, did I remember that correctly? <laughs> what I don't know. Not, no, not dude, Gex. I, what are they? Yeah, <laughs> no, Vex the, is the right. triangle robot. Yeah, the Vex. Vex is right. That's the Vex. Yep. Um it'd be cool if like you were playing and then all of a sudden just like 300 of them just swarm the map and like whoa you know like you just you, something that could potentially make headlines where they were like we announced this new DLC just in the game it just happened yeah you know like I think that would be really exciting and I think Destiny is is that's that's kind of the, the, the joy that Fortnite has is they can really just kind of ping pong in any weird direction they want mm-hmm. and it'd be nice to see Destiny yeah. do that too absolutely unexpected what would be the most depressing game to offer a battle pass where it, where it would just be hard for you to accept <laughs> Smash this is gonna Brothers. be hard, Ben. I, uh, Smash, I, w- I want the battle pass in Smash. Oh, you Bros. do. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. it, Jones. I think it would be hard for me to accept an Earth Defense Force battle pass. <laughs> I think that would be hard for me to swallow. So we're talking about like a long single player game. <laughs> yeah. No, just just like I. Th- to me, the the appeal part of the appeal of Earth Defense Force is is just how honestly rough it is, and so to like see them try to figure out the best monetization. Get the high I don't know. Helmet. It'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be weird, yeah. Not that I'm against Battle Pass. I think it's a terrible idea, but I, it, it just that would be a new step for me, I think. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. It's so weird. I love, it's just, it's XP. It's a linear progression. You're just moving yeah. forward on a line, and you can just do all those things. You know, like, I, 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 I have no cynicism about Battle Passes. Not a... What, Go ahead. Not, not a battle pass, but I could see the uh, composer for Dragon Quest XI. What's his name? Sugiyama. <laughs> uh, I could see him uh, introducing a ten ninety, like a nine ninety nine a month service <laughs> where if you pay him, you get the actual orchestra. Don't, don't. But it's monthly. Give him ideas. You, you nailed it. It that's, goes away. Mm-hmm. That's the worst case scenario. If you don't pay it. him, Kyle. You know how like RPG elements are in everything. Yeah. I have nothing against RPG elements, but I don't want anything to be in everything. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I, uh, before we move on for this conversation, I want to ask the panel two questions. Uh, let's say two years from now, we're looking at Activision and Bungie as, you know, they're a couple that split up. Uh, who looks like they're doing the best <laughs> on Instagram? <laughs> we're looking at their Instagram. Who looks like, oh, man, like... Activision's really in shape. Activision's really got it together. Like or, Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Do they even have one? No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. hypothet- like, <laughs> abstractly, Brad. What if I, what if I, I know, answer, what if I answer this with Activision never looks good on Instagram, ever? Mm-hmm. It has bad pictures. Just bad, just, blurry. Just, never bad, smiles bad right. Bad pictures that they think are great. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Just Bobby Kodak. Check out my life. Yep. Nobody wants your life. I'm on a scooter, dudes. Yep. <laughs> um, Segway. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wonder, you know, uh, who will Bungie have announced a new game in two years? Will Destiny yes. 3 be announced That's in two what years? It will be. Yes. Yeah, yes. you think yes. so? I think yes. so. Uh, and we, I mean, we talked about Activision announcing things. Will, will Activision be in, in good shape in two years? Publicly. Sure. Yeah. Publicly? Yes. They haven't been in good shape. 
for years publicly already. Brad, they're selling the number one best. That's, I know. That's the thing. What, what do we saying, mean by yeah, like, that's the Instagram do they, part? Do they get resentment? It's like I, they you get know. plenty, mm-hmm. but a lot of people just don't care. Because yeah. the other thing is, I want to know like who's actually doing better, right? Like who is you? You log off who's of Instagram, actually doing better, and you go and talk to them. Activision like, is actually doing better. Yeah. Yeah. Two years from now, you think? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel you, like Activision isn't the kind of company people think about, like. You know, EA, it's, like, hot to hate on them. Activision is just, like, where the money comes from, and Bungie is their actual, like, you know what I mean? Like, the companies that make... Like, Blizzard and Bungie are the companies you think about with Activision. Activision is just uh, the people who put stuff out. Oh, you mean because they're not developers? Right. I get what like, you're Like, they're just a corporate overlord, and no one, like... Like, yeah, you expect think, them to be evil, whatever. I think, Acti- I think Activision gets more vocal hate than you realize, and if EA did not exist, mm-hmm. it would it. be even more amplified. Oh, okay, okay. There's only so much hate to go around. I think. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. How long does but EA have I, Star Wars for? It's hold? a fair point. <laughs> I don't think we know when that deal ends. Whenever that deal is, Activision's striking hot on that. You want to talk about? That. You want to talk about Star Wars, Brad? No. <laughs> segue. No, yeah, Brad, that was a good segue, dude. We I'm got, sorry. Look, news often drops after the podcast recorded after it goes online. Uh, people get it early on Wednesdays. They get it late on Fridays. We got a hot, juicy headline today. Hot, juicy. It's hot and juicy. Kotaku put up a report. Uh, oh, I don't have their headline. Basically, what happens is EA canceled the Star Wars game that started off as Amy Hennig's Star Wars game. Yeah, it's game. called the Open World Star the Wars game. The Open World like, Star Whoa, Wars I game, yeah. I rarely hear it referred to as that, but I guess yeah. that's what it is now. Started off as Amy Hennig's game, moved to uh, EA Vancouver. Right. Uh, they've been working on it, for, presumably for the you know the year and a half, whatever. Uh, and then that game was canceled today. <laughs> yeah. That game is not coming. And that was, it wasn't Amy Hennig's game anymore. They were like using some assets from it, maybe some lore stuff, but primarily like art assets and models that they've already created. And uh, the open world Star Wars game is no more as of today. Boom. How do you feel about that, Brandon? I feel the same way I felt before. I mean, it's it's like I have to, I can't get less excited about what EA is doing with Star Wars. Like I, I bottomed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I can't, you know. I'm at the bottom. You know, if I'm at the bottom of the ocean and you pour a bucket of water in the ocean, it's not I'm not gonna feel yeah. it down there. But I'm I'm waiting to turn that around with something at some point. That'll be exciting if we can do it. But it's it's like you were saying with Activision. It's just like you know, I, I hear that happen today and like, oh I'm so mad and then it's like nobody cares. You know, like all these Star Wars fans, like, they're screwing up the license. Just like, yeah, it doesn't care. They can clearly like walk away from that and like I don't know if they would call that a defeat. I don't know if they would look back and like really like regret the decisions that they made around Star Wars like all of these are financial decisions they were just like this thing is mm-hmm. a hot potato nobody wants to catch and they, 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 they're not actually forming it into something that is what we want it to be John's the funniest part is Kotaku's reporting ends the article ends by saying pres- or, uh, reportedly they are working on another Star Wars game so that just right. cancelled <laughs> and just like okay now another Star Wars game can you imagine being on that team yeah Okay, Which that's is probably canceled. why this this third thing didn't work. Make us a new one, please. Yeah, new like, Bond Racer game. What, what, that's not exciting. That's not a way to you know to get, and and it's it's weird. It's like almost every single Star Wars anything that's happened in the last couple of years. Like Rogue One had shakeups with writing and reshoots. Han Solo changed directors. Episode eight. Episode eight. You know, like hotly contested, uh, and just like all these game cancellations. Battlefront two. The other. 
Respawn last year is like that game's still going, but just like very weird to just kind of like, oh, here's the title and it's all we have to show you. They're gonna go. They, like, they, they're not feeling the heat at all. They're like, we gotta get something out for Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We gotta see. There's gonna be some music that they're humming or some, you know, some character thing that they can get into. Like first time we saw Aloy, or you know, like whoa, like that could be interesting. Um, nothing at all. Nothing. Like just really, 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 really nothing. <laughs> I got a weird question for <laughs> the panel. Less than nothing, almost okay. at this point. Uh, along with Jones's question, like. I wonder if they're trend watching right now. I wonder if they see their destiny like and saying, oh, we shouldn't do this anymore. I wonder if they're saying, man, like, look at what Spider-Man sold this year. Look at what Red Dead sold as, you know, large Mm -hmm. single player campaigns. I wonder if they're almost like, man, maybe we should have just made Amy Hennig's game. You know, I wonder if the new the new game isn't a big. Well, I I guess open world is how it was described, but I think it was also like multiplayer focused or whatever. Oh, um, the second version of it, the Vancouver oh, okay. version of it. Um, I mean, are they? Why cancel that now and just say like, make us a new Star Wars game? What do you imagine it was, and what do you imagine the new Star Wars game would be? So the Star Wars game that was canceled is not Amy Hennig's game. It started off as at a, a point it was right, but it was. But no Amy Hennig is working on another Star Wars game. No, Amy yeah. Hennig's working on another game, mm-hmm. but it's not EA and it's not Star yeah, Wars. She's out. Okay. Okay. Jade Raymond doesn't work at EA Motive anymore, I learned mm. as I was reading through this article. Hmm. She I left. I was like Destiny or something then. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I wonder if the trends of this year mattered at all, and I guess last year as well. Um, <laughs> you think they're just like pulled a switch for Battle Royale? Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, I wonder if EA, if they could have had a time machine, would have funded Anthem again, right? Anthem is going to cost so much money. That's going to be so expensive. It's going to be Destiny 2 expenses. Yeah. Just running this whole studio, a AAA studio, every single day. They put out the game and you have to keep them hired. You have to keep them going based off of what they can make going forward off expansion packs. To me, that's scary. It's scary to put a game of that budget and make that a game as a service. I don't know. I don't know if Anthem's going to work. I don't know if that Star Wars game ever would have worked. I just, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused why you cancel it. Obviously, it wasn't coming together. You mm-hmm. cancel games for a lot of reasons. But uh, I, I wonder if it was strategic. I don't know. Well, I think trend watching is like the biggest problem that they've had with Star Wars. It's the problem they got into with Battlefront 2. It's like a lot of these mm-hmm. issues that they're like, what can we do with this Star Wars property that will match what's happening now and working for other departments and other you know companies and it's like all of those great ideas, all the cool stuff that Fortnite's doing and all of the, you know, uh, microtransactions that like, you know, like maybe Battlefield or Call of Duty can pull off like like uh, or, you know, Assassin's Creed, like a lot of these uh, people have their own IPs that are trying to just m- increase sales exponentially with their own IPs are doing it because that own IP that they have is not Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's any anybody in the world is like, you name anything, even like the biggest Monster Hunter, Yakuza, Resident Evil, like all of these just amazing franchises that are killing it right now. All of them wish to death that they were Star Wars. Like the, life would be so much easier for them. They would have so much more potential, so much more just immediate sales. Mm-hmm. Like so many doors would just open wide for them you know and they just forget that they just it's like the major thing that ea's done that's driven me crazy which is them just like yeah but how can we make this hennig thing work now it's like make it that's the like yeah. it has to be like the one thing you've screwed up at this point is that you just you can't finish anything and i mean you said it's got to suck to work on that team like what if you're going to bed tonight and you work at respawn you're just like oh man we're so close 
I w- guess because it's been in development. I mean, you saw them swing the lightsabers. They were working on that game. Jones, I work at Respawn. <laughs> I fall asleep with confidence every night. I'm like, I got Goaty 2019 locked down, baby. You I'm sleeping like a baby. Anything. This yeah. game does not exist. It exists. It's dude. a yeah, concept. No. It's not. It's not even a concept. I don't know. It's lightsabers and a name mm-hmm. that I can kind of maybe you know take throw a dart at the Fallen timeline order, and guess right? where is that, that what is. It is? Jedi, so, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, dude. That says something. It you, does not really in the world of Star Wars right now. It's uh, after Old Republic. Oh man. Go ahead, Ben. You you asked what did we think the game was and yeah. what do we think it will be? Yes. What what if you're EA, you see how many bridges you've burned, you've mm-hmm. seen people get so riled up at you that you go, We're not going to push it. We're not going to try to turn this into a thing that we can heavily monetize. Not only are we going to have just one straightforward you know, you consume it once. Star Wars game. We're gonna have several of them. And we're all. We're gonna make sure that they're all really high quality. We have a suite of Star Wars games that are intended to make you confident in us and in our Star Wars games again. Like you have, you you just have a Star Wars package essentially. Yeah, yeah. But like, what's so weird to me, Ben, is like, let's say you wanted to do a game where you're Boba Fett. Yeah. And that would have been such a cool game 10 years ago. Now we got mm-hmm. that, like, Disney streaming service. You know, like, we're making a Boba Fett series. Like, okay. okay. You know, like, I I wonder what the ideal Star Wars game is today. I think, I think all... What do you want from that? I think all people really want, honestly, mm-hmm. is you look at Knights of Little Republic and you look at Old Republic, and it's not that, obviously, they didn't include a bunch of... Uh, classic Star Wars things in them. Yes. But it was no, these are these are new characters in a new it's it's Star Wars that you know, but we also make it new and exciting. Mm-hmm. We take the the overarching concept of Star Wars and we're not just retelling the same old stories. We're not just giving you Darth Vader for the ten thousandth time. We're we're really we have some ambition here. We're going to make you attached to a new segment of Star Wars. That's what I think is exciting. I agree. Actually I think that's a, a good angle to take on it too. Brad, when is nine? Is that May? No, I think it's December. Dece- yeah, it's, oh, December. Yeah, I think it's a ways yeah. off. Uh, this might be naive for me. Again, there's just not a lot of Star Wars anything. There's not a lot of Star Wars stuff nowadays that I consume, like Resistance, the new show that's out. I still need to see season three of Rebels. Um, Brad, give me the DVDs. Thank you very much. Blu-rays. Uh, Blu-rays. <laughs> Come sorry, on. Sorry. I think I buy a DVD. Excuse me. Get out of Excuse me. Uh, I, think, I think that franchise has taken a dip in 2020. Yeah. Because after nine, like, you just... Like there, there's a lot of stuff coming out. The the Favreau show about the, the um, Mandalorians looks really interesting, but it's not and you know none of that. And, and we might get an Obi Wan movie, we might get a Darth Maul movie or whatever. But like, just none of that compares to seven eight or you know seven eight nine. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. And I'm not saying whether you liked it or not, or whether you you know like seven or eight, or you're excited about nine. Like that's the main thing that people show up for, and it just it blows my mind <laughs> the process of seven eight nine. You know, not to mention because a lot of people are saying like when they owned the license, it's not just owning the license to Star Wars; it's taking advantage of like 2019, man. Like everything is building up to this. Even even Solo and and Rogue One, like a lot of that is has. Has re- oh, the, the the land is opening this summer at Disneyland. Like mm-hmm. this is the Star Wars year. Do it. It's and fair they to say they've blown it so far. And they're talking yeah. about you know the, the the end of that article is that maybe something is starting now that will come out in 2025. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yeah, it's it, you'll cancel that one too. There you is so much missed it. stuff to keep up with Star Wars. Oh yes. my god, it never it's ends. So much stuff. That's what Disney wants. Yeah, they want Marvel style. Yeah, 
but they looks like they're slowing it down for now. I think they are. Until they find their groove with it. Uh, there is such a thing as too much Star Wars. I know that now. Yeah. I know that now. And I agree. Feel like it does. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of January. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Help Restore Marshall's Teeth, a GoFundMe set up to help fellow gamer Marshall Parks restore his teeth after a medical condition known as GERD left them irreparably damaged. If they don't get fixed, every day, everyday use will continue to wear them down and eventually affect his jaw and speech. Any help, including advice, would be greatly appreciated. That's GoFundMe.com slash Restore Marshall's Teeth. Connor's Cure. Connor's Cure was created in honor of eight-year-old WWE fan Connor Michalik, who battled medulloblastoma, a rare tumor that affects the brain and spinal cord. Connor's Cure is a foundation to support pediatric brain and spinal cord cancer research. Connor's Cure has helped raise nearly $2.5 million and assisted more than 400 families around the world. The link to donate is in the description. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Grad Rush. Grad Rush is a one-on-one -on -one board game with CCG elements that takes place in high school. You are tasked with getting as many quirky students to graduate as possible. Everything you need to play is in the box. No booster packs required. Assemble a deck of students and events from 40-plus unique cards in order to graduate before your opponent. Face off against rival students in a rock-paper-scissors battle of preps, athletes, and misfits. Plan to be released around May, hopefully. In the meantime, check out the misadventures of the Jen Eric High School Yearbook Club on Facebook and Instagram at Jen Eric High School. That's J-E-N-E-R-I-C High School. Grad Rush. Tests not included. Mango. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer's YouTube channel has spawned a new series. Like Help Us Out Hogue, Virtual Legality is all about Hogue discussing the news of the day in the law and business of video games. Kyle Bossman calls it well-researched and comprehensive much unlike the Easy Allies podcast. Check out Virtual Legality at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law. Elfanis. And our mega sponsor, fantasycritic.games. Fantasy Critic is a new site where video games, video gaming meets fantasy football. Grab your friends, create a league, and face off as you predict what the next year's top-rated video games will be. Just like fantasy football, you'll hold a draft and stock your roster with the hottest up-and-coming titles. At the end of the year, the player with the best lineup of games based on review scores courtesy of OpenCritic.com will be crowned the winner. Think you know what games will come out on top? Head to FantasyCritic.games now and play for free forever. It also makes for a great weekly podcast segment if you're the kind of person that has a weekly podcast about video games. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Uh, All of the charities are from other people. Yeah, you know <laughs> All what? All the charities we mentioned are, are from people time. other than the people that are benefiting from those charities. And Yeah. If you want to help support those charities, go for it. Uh, how do I become a sponsor of Easy Allies? What is, what is, what is that? 
you can go to patreon.com and become a sponsor of this podcast and frame trap or both at uh, the mega sponsor slot cool Hey. 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 Another podcast. Hey. Pretty good. That's a pretty good podcast. Uh, let's do Love and Respect. Love and Respect. The news this week, man. Oof. Please. What? Raise our spirits, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of those two headlines? Yeah, yeah, like I'm a juicy sad. game announcement I'm or something. Sad. You want to talk about Randy Pitchford? <laughs> do I? Uh, <laughs> let's do two serious ones and two games. Let's do that. <laughs> Oof. Um, that was good. You know what? This, I, you know, I love, I love an update. Here we go. Hello again, allies. In October of 2017, I asked the allies' help regarding a dissertation I was writing on the functionality of Mario Kart's blue shell. Yeah. In May of last year, I submitted that dissertation and received a first for my research. Is that good? Receiving a first? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes. I yeah. imagine. If you're telling us about it, I'm going to say yes. It makes you vulnerable, makes you vulnerable to better. a blue shell, though. It's oh, true. Uh, well, I will send a physical copy uh, your way soon uh, oh, for your oh. academic library in the studio, which is already pretty packed. Um, yeah, pretty I thought full. you might like to hear some of my findings. Yes, I would. In order to determine the mechanical impact of the blue shell, I had to design a measurement of race closeness, which I called competitive proximity, a mathematical expression of how closely contested a race was. I then ran 150 races on Luigi Circuit in Mario Kart 64 with different participants whilst tracking every racer and all items fired throughout each race. What? How? What? This is this dissertation stuff, dude. How do you track what happens in the race? You probably you have to watch from behind them as they're playing split screen and write everything down. What in the world? Yes. Whoa. Uh, the results showed that there is no significant difference in the competitive proximities of races which have blue shells fired against racers which or, which do not. Sorry, against against races which do not. Okay, no difference. Got it. No correlation. Um, therefore. Showing that the blue shell has no mechanical impact and doesn't affect the outcome of races in any significant way. The conclusion went on to speculate that the function of the blue shell is purely emotional and that it gives players who are too far back to win a sense of agency and letting them think that they are still affecting the outcome of the race. As my background is not in psychology, I'd like to do further research into that area specifically. But for now, at least we can all rest knowing there is no conclusive evidence that the blue shell is mechanically uh, viable. I, I put no in there for no reason. <laughs> rest easy knowing there is there is conclusive evidence <laughs> that the blue shell is mechanically just a placebo. Love and respect, Alex McMillan from Northern Ireland. Wow. Um, I learned today... The difference between Ireland and Northern Ireland. Okay. Ireland is country all of its own. Hey, I'm a country. Northern Ireland, part of the UK. Oh. Good luck to you. <laughs> uh, uh, let's play a game. Oh, this game's so fun. Come on, dude. Okay. Fun or brutal? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Hello, allies. I love Jeopardy. And I love it when there is a category that's on the board that I know everything about and the contestants don't know. My favorite video games almost every time (laughs) so here are some actual jeopardy clues where none of the contestants got it right (laughs) they are quick fast and most are pretty easy and makes for an easy game okay 
<laughs> All right. Uh, remember that you need to hear the entire clue before you can answer so people can play it at home as well. And it has to be in the form of a question. Yes. Okay, so this was video games for $400. Morrowind and Skyrim are iterations of what this is the Elder venerable set of games. You gotta hear the whole question. You gotta hear the whole oh, question. Oh, sorry. Alex is mad. He's like, uh, Ben? ben? Is this <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just qualified. Bing. Ben's like, bing, 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 bing. Elder Scrolls will get you 400 bucks right there. Nice. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. Video games for $600. Here we go. A big gaming story of 2018 is Fortnite. This genre of game where the winner is the last shooter of the team standing. What is, what is Battle Royale? Royale? Yes. <laughs> These are so Brad. Good one, Brad. 600 to Brad. And it's important to remember this was set up. None of the contestants got these right. Yeah. I love that setup. Okay. Yep. What? Yep. Here we go. Video games for $1,000. Make your future fighting Gaul, leader of the Red Legion, in the second iteration of this bungee game. How on earth? <laughs> wow. What is Destiny 2? Yes. <laughs> wow. Nobody's good. If I was uh, on staff, I'd be like, guys, no, no one's, no yeah. one's going to get that. Uh, video games for $1,000. Retired fortune hunter Nathan Drake maps out a plan <laughs> traveling the world in the fourth installment of this franchise. <laughs> What is, what is Uncharted for a thief's end? <laughs> they're all book nerds. This is they're not game one? nerds. This is insulting. Video games for $800. In the classic video game Joust, contestants were placed upon these birds. What are ostriches? Nice, mm-hmm. Ian. Yeah. Um, a video game menagerie for $2,000. Here we go. In addition to the people type... You must face zombie dogs in this game called Biohazard in Japan. What is Resident <laughs> Evil? <laughs> Give me money. The people Give types. me my money. The people type? You know, the people yes, type. Yes, in addition to the people type. Oh my goodness. Video game villains for $800. Mm. A thief of epic proportions. She has a last name like the eighth most populous U.S. city. Oh, <laughs> Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. <laughs> who, Jones, who, who is, is Carmen Sandiego? That's a video, is Carmen yeah. that's not a video that's game not question. Game first, was it? Uh, there's some, there's, there's some NES. NES. Yeah, the there are, there are, there are yeah. Carmen Sandiego The show was games. based on the, on the video game, right? Was it? Was it? I think so. Is yeah. it? I think video game was first. And then was it? Okay, yeah. I thought, because I my first introduction to Carmen Sandiego was the TV show. Yeah, that's yeah. I remember. video games. Sorry, game show or where is Carmen Sandiego? The cartoon on Fox I don't Kids. think that's how the theme went. That's exactly how it went, dude. Where in the world is Carmen that's San Diego? Show. That's a game show. Okay. So that's what you're talking about when you say the show. Yes, yeah, the that's game what show. I remember. Yeah. With the Rockapella. You know, yeah, I was going to yes. say, do you guys know the name of that band? Rockapella. I've seen them live. Because he says hit it, Rockapella, every single yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zombie it, Jamboree, check it out. Great song. If you are unfamiliar with the <laughs> animated series opening song, it's actually better. It is a really sick song. <laughs> um, the games were first. Correction. Games ah, first. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Correction. Had it backwards. What's yes. up? Broader bund. Uh, broader bund. Broader bund. Broader bund. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new Netflix series looks kind of cool. I think. Um, classic video you can games. Say that about anything. It's probably true. Any sort. Yeah. New flexit Netflix series. Classic video games for a thousand dollars. Someone got this, but I thought it was tough. Okay. At least we got a tough one here. Okay. You had left, middle, and right fire buttons in this game, also the name of a U.S. Army unit known as MICOM. Hmm. Uh-uh. 
What is a missile command? Oh, oh yeah. MICOM. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. only got that yeah, because yeah. they knew the uh, acronym MICOM, probably. Yeah. Uh, right, and if you see it spelled out, too. Um, video games, daily double. <laughs> Impossible architecture is found in this valley, a mobile game that shares a name with a place in Utah and Arizona. What is Monument, Monument Valley? Valley? Yeah, you got <laughs> they give you half of the title. I the know, question. man. And it's in quotation marks, too. 21st Century Games. Final Jeopardy from 2012. The villains in this game were inspired by the swine flu epidemic scare. What? Pigs? Whoa. Uh-uh. What is Angry Birds? Oh, oh cool. wow. Mm-hmm. Love Whoa. and Respect Allies, Brennan Mercer. That's nice. a fun one. That was fun. Very fun game. Angry Birds. I thought they were just angry. Yeah, I mean, I think that's somebody asks you in an interview, and you're like, oh, it was inspired by the swine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just made, you put pigs in the game. Yeah. Yeah. They're not even, like, gross. I didn't didn't like that one. They're just yeah, pigs. Didn't like that one. I think, like, they saw an interview, and, like, they, maybe they saw something on Wikipedia that re- went referenced yeah. that interview, but, like, take mm, it back, Alex. No, dudes. If I ever make any enemies, they're inspired by the swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe that was the final Jeopardy as well. Um, this one, I want to talk about this actually, uh, cause we kind of touched on it, but like, it's something that we should talk about. Um, I just can't find it right now. Cool. <laughs> hey. That was cool. Oh, cool. Was so good. Great. Should we just like, should cool. we not, uh, stall for time. Ah, did somebody open <laughs> up some Oreos during this podcast? Cause it smells like birthday it, cake Oreos. It would have to be Ian. I did. I, I did cracked not. open the birthday no, cake before. I Ian, I got a lot of comments about you cracking something open last week. There, somebody huh? is in, today oh, has cracked open yes. some birthday cake Oreos. This what it smells like. Yesterday. It's usually Ian cracking Oreos. I don't, it's it, making me really hungry. I don't eat or, I don't eat anything during the podcast. It was the slowest. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was like ten seconds. Of <laughs> oh, it might have been a uh, granola bar because I was like dying. Was it an Oreo? Well, you got you got you got an off switch on your microphone over there. It was off. Oh, it's weird. Sometimes picks it up anyway. Yeah. Is it, is it, it selfie? Was off. It was <laughs> off. All right, I found it. We, you know, I pull a lot of questions. Hello, allies. There seems to be a pattern for new games to add microtransactions weeks after a game's initial launch. Some examples include Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, Battlefield 5, and Sea of Thieves. Unfortunately, I believe this is skewing reviews to be more positive than they may have been with them in. Do you think it's disingenuous for publishers to release their game without adding their complete money systems at launch? Personally, I think there should be more upfront communication regarding exactly how these systems work at launch rather than sneak in an update after I already buy their product. Love and respect, Christian. This is happening. Yeah, sure. And I, I I don't think if it's even for reviews... I kind of think they just want people to start playing the game and liking it before they add microtransactions. Well, yeah, reviews are part of that. It's word yeah. of mouth. They, yeah. just, they, they yeah, want, yeah, they want the vibes to be good mm-hmm. at launch. Yeah. Well, in Red Dead, like, online wasn't part of that because it wasn't uh, Yeah, out. I think that might have been a different story. That's fair. I, I yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one's yeah. fair. They want their cake and they want to eat it. Yeah, cake's delicious. Mm-hmm. What do we do about it? I feel powerless about this thing. Like, you know, what I would do is if I knew about it, I would bring it up in the review. Like, I've done that before. Yeah, but... When like, I'm like, there's nothing... You can't buy anything yet, but they're gonna add it in. Did you do Black Ops 4? No, I did. I did Black Ops I 4. did World War 2. Okay. But, like, you didn't know it was coming in Black no, Ops 4, I, right? Oh. Right. 
like that was a, it was know? like a total surprise that they oh. just dropped it. Right, and it's it with that game specifically you're you're already thinking about like okay, there are three different very involved components that I have to review and mm-hmm. I I enjoyed all of them immensely and it wasn't even sometimes you can see the holes right where you're like ah this is where they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But in that instance, you know, I felt like there was enough in all of those things that it wasn't it wasn't even a consideration. It wasn't even it, w- it was not affecting the game in a negative way. I felt like there was a complete package there. And I feel like in our position, we can't hold off. We can't wait for yeah. microtransactions, microtransactions that may or may not come months later, you right. know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like do we redistribute the review do we pull it and put up a new one like i mean we'd have to do that all the time then with probably stuff they're changing stuff all the time yeah how many times are we going to change the review right and that mentality also applies to things well beyond um just microtransactions i mean all the time there are updates that will significantly improve something or just add a new thing that that maybe they didn't even know they were going to do just based on feedback Mm -hmm. and so i think i think on some level you have to accept that things are going to change. However, I do agree with where this person is coming from, where this is like clearly a coordinated effort to make you not see this part, yeah. uh, to sneak it in. And um, I don't know. I, I think kind of my gut reaction to that is I wonder if over time, the way critics market their video game reviews is going to have have to be like this is this is not a comprehensive it's always going to be accurate review that's what we have to call it that's yeah, it, man. this is this like i don't even know if you're going to be able to call it a review it's a launch you, review you're gonna, right we're yeah i wonder if it's going to get to a point where we basically do what we're doing now but mm-hmm. instead of calling it a review we call it a first impressions video yeah and i i do i think i think games are changing enough and you're already seeing enough patterns that we are probably going to have to have long talks about how we present these things to the audience, but it's not a change that's going to happen quickly. Yeah. I mean, do you think that'll happen this year? Games launching without microtransactions added later as a surprise. Do I think companies will do that? Yeah. Yes. Will Anthem. Anthem who says, hey, all DLC is free except for like the, the cosmetics. Yes. Yeah. You think later they'll on they'll have something. later on they might they'll have, have something? like outfits then they'll add dances and emotes. Well, Call of Duty, we got call another Call of Duty coming out this year. Yeah, of course they will. Do you think a launch without microtransactions? They add it later. They did a Black Ops, right? Yeah, four Black yeah. Ops four. Yep. Yeah, they will. Then. Uh, do you think Mortal Kombat eleven will do that? Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> Sadly, yes. I'm I, I'm curious what they're what they're up yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I uh, man, I hope it's not bad. Um. Yeah, it's it is interesting. It's evolving. We have to evolve with this industry. This seems particularly nefarious. It seems different from when we had to talk about patches improving games. This actually seems calculated. It seems hey, we want that initial rush of rush of good impressions, and then like a drug dealer, we sneak them in after people yeah. are already hooked. That bums me out. Just I'm gonna brand manager right at the end of the convo. Please here. do. Just yeah. gonna slip in. Uh, every case is completely different. I, I wouldn't consider not to like just blindly stand up for Red Dead, but I wouldn't associate Red Dead with this because coming after GTA Online, we know, and then we doing Red Dead Online, what microtransactions? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's just the same structure that they've done before. And I think a lot of companies are are different, and that's why this is weird because I think you have to take each case on its own, yeah, and be like, 
you know, did we know this was going to happen? Is this a publisher that is has, has a history of doing this before? So should we have seen the writing on the wall? And does this negatively impact the game? Is this something where it doesn't really matter? Like that was kind of the big Assassin's Third Creed. Question. What did you, um, would you change your score, Ben, for Black Ops 4? I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think Black Ops 4 is a great Call of Duty game. And I think in a way that's kind of the most depressing thing about it is I, I feel like in years past with microtransactions, companies didn't know how to be subtle with them. Where where they yes. just kind of hit you in the face, and I feel like companies are now getting to the point where if you don't want that stuff and that stuff makes you angry, mm-hmm. they're figuring out how to be better about you not even seeing it. Where the only people that it's really being telegraphed to are the people that either don't mind it at all or want it. And so I, I think they're just getting better at sort of walking this tightrope of... of pleasing more people and that that worries me um because i i still think i think it can be still i can think it can be really subtle and really gross at the same time uh john z did assassin's creed yeah would you give it a, would you have given it a better score without the xp boost uh well that's a different story because that came out at launch right yeah, that so was not they didn't like, sneak that in later right if it if it didn't have those things at the time of launch that th- one's real tricky i can compare my experience to hubers because huber did not have the xp boost and i did mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was great um but like a lot of people said they're like well that was clearly the experience like they deprived the regular non you know a bonus experience you know as being super slow and then if you were to get this xp boost then you're actually playing the game that they intended to make from my experience i did not get that impression at all i finished the game on level 58 out of the 60 cap like i am i I was continually way higher level than i should have been at the time Um, so i didn't get the i I got the experience i'm like all right i'm I'm, they're just throwing candy at me because i you know i gave them more money but uh i have the experience of it dragging i beat it and i didn't have xp boost I didn't do Great. every side quest, though, but sure. I did all the main quests, but there's constantly times where I had to... I was forced to do side quests to yeah, I just be did, able to do I it. I did every side quest, yeah. yeah I, just, I, I don't know if it was, like, too much or they want, like if that's part of the design, but it definitely felt like a slog near the end. Jones is a map filler. Jones will he'll right. fill up Absolutely. those maps. I right. was yeah. not, that was not my mindset with the game. But, like, you have to assume it affected game design at some point. Like, when Maybe. they are balancing these things, do they not think about that XP boost that they also have to make a, f- a factor in? I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it's, well, it's scary. A, in a game with a level, uh, what was it called? Where they everybody levels up with you, like, does it matter? Scaling. It kind of does. Yeah. Apparently it does. Uh, I. It's so hard to take a firm stance with this stuff, and you, you want to. Um, but it just ends up not working out because everybody does it a little bit differently and some people get some things right and other things wrong that it, it it's getting to a point where it's just so pervasive. It's hard to just be like, I am against microtransactions mm-hmm. because there's, there's so many degrees of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in most instances, yeah. if any of us are reviewing a game, we're not going to spend money on all of that stuff. Right. Like I was happy to do it because I wanted to have that perspective. Sure, I wanted to yeah. kind of see how it would affect my my playthrough. It was discounted because I bought it on Black Monday, and uh, it um, I knew I didn't have a ton of time, so I wanted a little bit of pick-me-up so oh, I could yeah, get yeah. through a lot of it during the holidays. And I think that's like the tricky thing is 
I, you know, micro, I'm not going to tell anybody that thinks microtransactions are creepy that they're not, but just personally, I, I just don't think adding them to a game automatically disqualifies it. And so it's really tricky if we're not ourselves going to check it out. Mm -hmm. right. How can we say the game is worse off for having them? Yeah. You know, you kind of have to just do something based on principle. And, and based on principle, I always try to... I've had criticisms on some of my reviews where they're like, wait, there's some kind of thing you can buy. You didn't talk about that in a while. It's like, yeah. and, and my big thing for me, uh, especially with a lot of mobile games that I play, is like, how how much was I harassed about this? Right. You know, how much, like, did I get, where all, are all the newsletters I'm getting from them are like, spend money? You know, like, am I seeing ads popping up all the time? And uh, there's like a ton of stuff that they try to pitch in Assassin's Creed, but it's always on one screen and I just go to continue the story right mm -hmm. when I get to that screen and bypass all of it immediately. Yeah. Whereas I think there's other games, obviously, where you're uh, probably seeing a lot more of that. Your your playthrough is being interrupted. It's a speed bump you have to get mm -hmm. over to enjoy I, the game you want the way you want to enjoy it. I, I do then think that sucks. maybe just internally we have to start looking at it a little bit differently because I, I think for a long time the question was more of okay, do these microtransactions negatively affect the game, yes or no? Right. And it was kind of a binary thing. And now I, I kind of think we have to treat it more like a game mechanic where it's like we just need to give people information. Yeah. It's not even necessarily a judgment because I think even if you take a long time to review something, sometimes figuring out how impactful the microtransactions are it, it's not going to be immediately obvious and it's not going to be obvious until a lot of different people who play a lot of different ways get access to the game. And so I, I think you, like I said, you kind of have to just treat it like a game mechanic of like, listen, here's what's in there. Here's how they're messaging it. Here's what the currencies are, because even that can be like such a confusing whirlwind where it's like yeah. this currency turns into this currency. If you meld it with this on Thursday, you get three of them on Friday and even if it's not like a this is good or bad, I think you just kind of need to explain it to people if you can. Um, and we probably have to be more aware of it. That's got to be the least interesting part of game critique, right? It is. It's it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely awful. Like writing about the story is fun. Writing about you know controls is fun. But then right. just having to get into this stuff and right. having and any I think, it, I think it also kind of saddles up you know, next to like how many maps are in a multiplayer game. And like if you haven't played the game, you're like, 10 maps, that sucks. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, but those 10 maps are really great. Mm -hmm. It's just the same kind of thing where it's like on paper, 10 sucks. And you're just like, you have to spend three hours on each map like I have to actually appreciate what how flexible they are and what they do. Yeah. And so it's, it's tough. It's And I think like a lot of people come from that perspective where they see, they get the info sheet before launch having not played the game and they're just like, well, I'm just seeing a lot of red flags here. It's like, well, once you actually get into it, it doesn't pop up. But to each his own. Yeah. I like having those conversations on the podcast, those that have no answers, but it's always a fun mm -hmm. discussion to have. It's also always interesting to see how the conversations evolve because I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey in months now and that was a controversy at the time of release and now we're getting to game of the year and I just don't see people just anecdotally I just don't see people bringing it up as much and I, I don't know like, but but from my perspective from an outsider's perspective it just has me thinking like was this actually a problem or was it just a red flag I don't know mm -hmm. like is, is this something that people are still going to be talking about a year from now I don't know and, and I think that is part of the problem is we can't i think treating everything like a crisis 
we don't solve anything. Sure. Like I sometimes I, I worry that we're just a little bit too quick to jump the gun, and not that I I want to give these companies who don't care about us the benefit of the doubt. I just sometimes wonder if we're so quick to jump the gun and make everything a controversy and to make it exciting that we lose any sort of productivity. Like, I think sometimes it would just be a little bit better if we calm down and ask ourselves, okay, what is really going on here? It's funny. I struggle with that a lot too, Ben, because I think about when people do, like sometimes complaining gets results. And so it's like, what is the right thing to complain about? What's the right thing to, you know, make your mean tweets about? Because sometimes mean tweets work, you know, that's the, that's the weirdest part to me is like, what, where is that line? What do you complain about? Sometimes I worry we're just making mean tweets based on assumptions rather than facts. Though. Right. And sure. then those obviously don't work. Right. Electronic yes. Arts and Star Wars, what's what's really going on there? You know what I mean? Maybe this could all just be building up to something really exciting. You know what I mean? Oh, Jones. Just, you know, we don't know. I'm going to write an Yeah, wait till the license right is now. done. <laughs> all right, uh, let's play a game. This is from Max His Shame Terman. Uh, generally, I don't like to do games that are about uh, game trailers legacy, but mm-hmm. this game is fun enough to try. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we don't even have Bloodworth here. So, like, Jones is definitely the most established game trailers personality at, at, on the panel right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so, you know, most of the stuff, not responsible for. Finally, I'm qualified. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like, you know, I always like a look back at history. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Rack them up. Hey, allies. It's that time of the year again, and we just wrapped up the EZA most anticipated stream. No, we didn't. Uh, so I thought it would be good for a laugh to compile all the GT Countdown most anticipated lists from the last <laughs> decade. Our predictions, and, I guess. Oh, what, yeah, yeah. The prediction yeah. stream. Right, right, right. That's what that um, evolved into. And let the panel try to guess which ones ended up with the top review scores from game trailers or EZA where uh, applicable. Things get wild when the EZA stars get involved. To keep it simple, I'll give you the top four. All right. So top four game trailers, anticipated games of 2007. Okay, so wait, you're going to give us what we anticipated, and then we have to rank them by review scores. Uh, just tell me which one got the best reviews. Okay. 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 Uh, number four, Super Mario Galaxy. Number three, Metal Gear Solid 4. Number two, Assassin's Creed. And number one, Whoa. Halo 3. Galaxy. Galaxy got the best yeah. reviews. Y'all technically won, got a 9.8, but so did one of those other games. Metal Gear Solid. Halo 3. Yeah. Really? Halo. Wow. Wow. 9.8, the highest possible game trailer. Yeah. yeah. And Halo 3 got one of those. Dang. It's the peak. Halo yeah. 3 is really good. I had a lot of fun with Halo 3. Is it a 9.8? I'm not ready to say <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> no microtransactions. It's very good. It's above a 9, I think. Uh, 2008. Number 4. Final Fantasy 13. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, wouldn't that obviously be our most anticipated? You yes. know, yes. Yes. It was, it was yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's still on mine in some ways. Uh, yep. Uh, number three, Fallout Three. Number two, Metal Gear Solid Four. And number one, <laughs> that's the funniest joke ever. Resident Evil Five. Uh, I'm gonna guess Fallout Three got the highest score. You nailed it. Fallout Three oh. got a nine point four. That cool. was the highest score. Nice. 2009. Moving up a year. What did Metal Gear get? Uh, 9.3. Okay. Yeah. Close. 2009. Number four. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Number three. (laughs) Resident (laughs) Evil 5. Number two. (laughs) Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And number one. 
God of War 3. Uncharted. I'm going to say Uncharted, yeah. yeah. Modern Uncharted. Warfare always did very well at game trailers. You got it. It was Modern Warfare. What? got that 9.5. Yeah. I was there. A different era. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Absolutely. Do you remember an era of anticipating Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. cool? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially after Modern Warfare. I'm okay with where like, we are now. I liked Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. I like Call of Duty a lot. Not the highest... I don't know. I don't yeah. know. 9.5. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. 2010, presented by Sprint. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. It's kind of as we need now. It doesn't yeah. seem yeah. like it had a factor in the choices made. Cool, cool. Yeah, hey, if you want to sponsor a most anticipated list, Come we'll, on, do Sprint. Yeah, we'll do it. Sprint, call us up. That guy's there. The guy from Verizon. I'll let you guys handle that. They got, the, they got a bunch of robots. Yeah. <laughs> um, send us a robot. Send us one of those robots. Number four. Mass Effect 2. Ooh. Number 3, God of War 3. Eh. Number 2, Super Mario Galaxy 2. And number 1, most anticipated game of 2010, Metroid Other M. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke. Oh no. Uh, I, I feel like game trailers really loved Mass. God of War 3. Uh, like Galaxy 2, loved... I think. Uh, I'm going to say Mass Effect. I'm going to say God of War 3. Both Jones and Brad win. Okay. Mass Effect 2 and Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy 2 got a 9.7. Nice. Uh, the second highest score. Uh, God of War 3, 9.2. Oh. Uh, Metroid Other End, 8.6. That's not bad. Why that's did, not bad. Why are laughing? That's a good game. That's Generous. A good game. That's laugh. a hard game to review. Yeah. I don't know who reviewed that, yeah. but I don't envy them. Yeah. You flipped the Wiimote, man. Tommy, the, I imagine. The forced first person segments were awful. All right, this one's tricky because the actual highest rated game on the list came in at number seven, and we're only doing top fours, but we'll do what we can. This is 2011. Number four, Rage. Number three, Batman Arkham City. Number two, Mass Effect 3. And number one, The Last Guardian. Arkham City. Yeah. yeah. Arkham Arkham City. City. Out of those four. Oh, wait, but we last, gave Last, last Guardian, Guardian a come 10. Out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ian's paying attention. Damn That's it. a five. Oh. Yeah, Last <laughs> Guardian. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about game trailers. No, still, but still. it yeah. said when applicable. When applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Last okay. Guardian, which eventually came out in 2016, got five stars. <laughs> five stars. Um, What year is this? 2012? 2011. 2011. What that sounds right. What was the highest rated game, second highest rated, uh, actually ended up coming out in 2011? I'm going to say Batman Arkham. Yeah, Batman. Not in the top four. It's the one that was number seven on our most anticipated. Oh, in 2011? Skyrim. Dark Souls. Oh, baby. Good pick. Uncharted 3. Okay, well, you know know, what? I bet Dark Souls was wrong. I bet it was not anticipated. I think it was hard. I think it was was anticipated by the right people. Yeah, Yeah, like Ryan Stevens. Yeah, you're right. I mean... I think they it did. Was definitely know. Souls fever. Right, right. Def- at that point, Ryan Souls was not an underdog. Yeah, yeah. And in thinking about office. like Justin no Spear and yeah. That's, Miguel, yeah, that's like, when I fell in love with Dark yeah. Souls. Yeah, it was those guys. I'm pretty sure Dark Souls won Best RPG that year, but it was a vicious fight. I think it did, and it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I sat in on that. Mass Effect Three got a 9.5, by the way. Uh, 2012. Wait, three? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, what you know, it came out. It did not come out in two. Another hard one to review. Like not. One that I'd like, I'd have to think about. I don't know what I score. I'd give Mass Effect three. So this is tricky. I'm not sure many of these games actually came out in 2012, but we're gonna play the game anyway. <laughs> okay. uh, number four, Resident Evil six. Yeah. <laughs> number three, The Last of Us. Number two, Grand Theft Auto five. 
and number one, most anticipated game of 2012, Bioshock Infinite. It's, it's a tie. tie. Yeah, it's, it's a tie. tie. It's, it's Last, Last of Us and GTA. Yeah. Yeah. You all know your Too game trailers. Easy, you know. Yeah, so Last of Us came out 2013, <laughs> GTA 5 2014, Bioshock Infinite. It's funny that I like don't remember any of these review scores. What did they and get? we said GTA 5, it's like, oh, right, because I wasn't reviewing games. Well, they didn't oh, Last of Us win Game of the Year? 9.8, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, I think it did. The face was so good. That's true. That was the debate. It was between those two games. I think it was. Yeah, you know yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Memory serves. Yeah. Jones, it's so weird. Like, if we, you can call it a debate, I mean, it was just we should make a special podcast. More of an intervention, really, than anything. Because I thought that was going to happen again this year. I thought. Oh yeah. It was going to be a bloodbath. I thought too. I think the cards were shown early enough that sure. people in many camps were prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Mentally. I think Jones being the aggregator of our game awards votes <laughs> kinda <laughs> That was that kinda was literally telling. literally put the writing oh, on the wall. True. I didn't think man. about that. Because back back then I was like I was like, man, it's gonna be a bloodbath with uh, Red Dead and then Jones just looked at me and he was just like, nah. Uh <laughs> just just a little little personal story. I, I had a moment like with Amanda before we went to bed. She's like, "You okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I got the Game Awards votes today. <laughs> 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 I, think I, think I, I think I gotta restructure my expectations for going this year. <laughs> <laughs> restructure my expectations. I just can't believe how fast it faded on that that game, which you, you would say is a lock. You know what I mean? And even if you go to Open Critic, you go to Metacritic. It's the best reviewed game of the year. Sure. Who Red Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a week out from Goaty Jones, you were saying that you were zen about Game of the Year. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm just, you know, yeah. water the bridge. Yeah. Just Jones, let it pass, let it pass. But I think Thanks, why, Keely. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's a phenomenon. I think each of these outlets, your IGN, GameSpot, GamesRadar, like they're giving Red Dead to the Red Dead lover, to <laughs> mm-hmm. the Rockstar lover in the group. Yeah. And so that person's like... The first hour, like, okay, this is kind of slow, but I'm still trudging. And how do I do that? R1, to, okay, I'll learn it. You know, like, I, what's weird though, probably willing to forgive a lot, just like me. We're all supposed to be rock star lovers, right? Like, that's that yeah, is the I studio, guess. sure. But I mean, you, I mean, how much GTA 5 have you played? Have you played any GTA online? You know, it's like it's still, it, it's still a specific audience, a big audience, but I, I think it's, uh, and I think, I think a lot of those people. And I kind of, I hopefully some of this is documented on some shows that we did, but like, especially when we talked about Red Dead Online, I'm like, man, I think a lot of GTA fans are going to be like, what the hell is this? You did, you did <laughs> yeah. say that for a long time. And, well, I, mean, uh, and I, just, I don't like GTA and I I like Red Dead. Like, um, you know. Well, yeah, but I think that's the, the world. And I think for yeah. for all the pace issues they have, I think you still, you know, appreciate some of the pace of that game. You oh, know, like just, I love just, Red Dead. Just the yeah. calmness of the world. Yeah, yeah. Until you start shooting people. Um, but... Uh, you can calmly shoot people in Red Dead too. You can, you can all the time. You can shoot people when yeah, you don't break a sweat. That's, that's yeah. how I shot everyone. Yeah. Hey, auto aim, just L two, baby. Uh, <laughs> Snap and shoot. Uh, 2013, number four, Dark Souls two. What? Number three, Watch Dogs. Number two, Bioshock Infinite. And number one, Grand Theft Auto five. One of those games came out in 2014. It's GTA. The highest probably on that of those four. It yeah, is, yeah, GTA yeah, is yeah. That's why I said one came out. Then otherwise, to make I think it would be Dark Souls two below that. I think Dark Souls yeah. two got a nine point six, nine point five. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. Did that come out twenty fourteen? Lake. No, we we have not hit the game that came out in twenty four or the twenty thirteen yet. 
13? 2013. Which of those games came out in 2013? Was that Bioshock? Bioshock? Yeah, yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Did Bioshock... I think Bioshock Man, Infinite got a 9.4 so GT. Ben, <laughs> Ben's I mean, yeah, Man, at that point, I feel I? like I was doing... Reviews? Reviews, I mm-hmm. think. So I was I was paying attention. I sure. think I was I started there in 2011. I want to say. Mm. I feel like 9.4 is the score everyone gave Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's what's here's what's really interesting about that year, 2013, is at the time that they were making their most anticipated list, uh, we did not know Next Gen was coming that year, for sure. Mm. Isn't that nuts? Like Watch Dogs, we had seen at E3 the year prior, and they yeah, kind yeah. of hinted this is Next Gen. Uh, so when they're making this most anticipated list, a lot is unknown at that point. Uh-huh. So I think it is interesting that to to say Bioshock Infinite, we're looking forward to it because that game was just like months away, right? Like yeah. I, I forget when that game came out, like March or something. But yeah, GTA Five, Watch Dogs, Dark Souls Two, again is like you well, know the hype for Watch Infinite was nuts. Oh yeah, I like it was a fever back then. Oh Bioshock Infinite, yeah. I Ian, I swear by the time it finally came out. We were all kind of over it. I think it had sure. no, I, I I don't feel like the Bioshock Infinite Backlash came immediately. I think it took some time. Okay. I think it took a, however long it took people to beat it. That's how, it seemed, yeah. on the, that's how it seemed <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. I think Bioshock Infinite might get the gold medal of all time for most trailers in any one single video yeah, game. Man. My God. Assassin's Creed so might rival many. it, but they were just out of control. Because this was so exciting about Infinite. Every time we saw something new, it was like, what? These robots look crazy. These characters, what's going on in this game? Mm-hmm. I remember and then a couple editing, months before launch, it was like, yeah, no, we, we saw that person. I edited, uh, cool. I edited the, the f- footage of Elizabeth reaching out from that window into stuff. Elizabeth, right? Yeah. yeah. For for I had for like three years. Yes. We were That's using CG. that. We were yeah. We were using that shot all the time. Yeah. Man, Bioshock Infinite is definitely one of those games that when I played through it in 2013, I really liked it a lot, and I'd be curious to see if I would like it just as much if I replayed it today. I think I would like it more. I think I would like to hang out in those environments more. I like the I, first half. I feel yeah. like the things that bothered a bunch of people with the combat did not bother me at the time, and I wonder yeah. if they would not. Oh, no. Yeah, that didn't bother me. 2014. We had our first year of next-gen consoles. We got them. We had a few months of those. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're saying for our most anticipated. Number four, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. Number three, Titanfall. Number two, Dark Souls 2. And number one... Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Which is the Witcher 3. The best. Yeah, 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 that one's easy. I remember that. Yep. Um, Another. That was a brutal battle. So Dark Souls 2 came out in 2014. We have PS4s, we have Xbox Ones, and Dark Souls 2 came out after that? Wait, Witcher came out in 2015. It did, but it was on our 2014 oh, okay. most anticipated. It was number one. Wait. I guess it did. I guess Dark Souls 2 came out after the next-gen consoles were already out. Um, was it yes. cross-gen? Yes. No, it no, was later. It was later it was. Did Dang. it come out? I, mm, I don't, that doesn't sound right to me. I, I don't think, think it did. Check it. I don't Check think so. Check I just it. don't. <laughs> nice. Because I, I remember people asking about another version of the game like when it mm. came out. I, I'm going to go with it came out before... 2014, yeah. 2014. So when did... 2013, like the end of it, right? Was the consoles? Yeah, it was November of 2013. Yeah, all right. We got a, uh, PS4 and Xbox. I've been corrected. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um, but at at the time, it was so weird when people would talk about install bases, and it makes more like it's uh, it. That's like the old okay. God of War two thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Weird. The f the first set the first sentence of the wiki just says it was released for Windows, PlayStation Three, and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh, yeah, I think the PC port was later. It's like a month after or something. Is twenty fifteen? This is the year where we're oh. shut down. No, it's sixteen. Okay. Scholar of the First Sin was then released on PlayStation Four and Xbox One in in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh and no, wait, Scholar no, the- yeah, fifteen because we. Got shut down in 16, and then that wait. No, yes. We got shut down we, at the beginning of 16. Okay, yeah. so yeah, 2015, yeah. 15 we're still considered GameTrailers.com right, right. at that point. Still. Okay, great. Uh, Scholar of the First Sin was like the, the expansion pack, but included Dark Souls 2, right? Yeah. Got it. Uh, well, it's they had the, the season like, the pass before it. Edition, yeah. they, they had, had everything. It was like the best version, but they had like a few different things like Aldia in it and stuff. But I, I could also play it on my Xbox One, right? You that could. was the first one that you could play on 4 and Xbox One. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so 2015, still GameTrailers.com. Number four, Persona 5. Hmm. Number three, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Got bumped down two spots. Four, number two, Bloodborne. And number one, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I think nice. Persona got the highest rate on that. Persona got, yeah. you gave it five stars. Five yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, right. Because Bloodborne got a yep. 9.8, yep. but then I corrected it to a 10 on the day we all got it fired. It still feels good. <laughs> In yeah. 2015, sleep at night. Yeah. we thought Hopefully. both of those games were coming out that year. <laughs> we, I might get to review Persona 5 again this year. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> On Switch, don't review it again. Oh, um, yeah, baby. <laughs> we're doing it again. I remember how hard that year was because it was such a bummer for Breath of the Wild to get delayed and Persona 5 to get like delayed. It's, it's crazy that both those games didn't come out until two years like later. I feel like 2015 and 2016 may go down as like the blurriest years of my life. Yeah. I hear you. Ben, I remember it's getting just a, a, storm. a Persona tr- or poster from Atlas when yeah. I went there for yeah, Yakuza, and it said, like, coming 2012, <laughs> and I gave it to you. I think it said yeah. coming 2014 yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just like, it never came. Yeah. Uh, 2016, we are a team still together. We have no idea we're about to be fired next month. Right. I think Wait, we have in an idea. I think we got fired in January, did we not? Or was it February? Uh... I feel like I had an idea we were going to get fired beginning was, in like 2014. It was February. Damiani got let go on my birthday. I remember that. Oh, got it. Okay. So, that great. hurt. Great, great, great. I feel like everything we did, we <laughs> thought we were going to get fired. It was February, yeah. February we 8th. Much. I started working there and I felt like we were going to yeah, get fired. I, I, we had an idea. <laughs> yeah. I was the like, other, oh, okay. Yeah, the other shoe was dropping f- for about six years. Yeah. So in 2016, here are our top four most anticipated games. Number four, Deus Ex, Mankind Dividend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three. Love that bit. That was, that was a Huber battle, for sure. Uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Also. Number two, Final Fantasy 15. And number one, Persona 5. Uncharted and Persona Tide. And yeah. Final Fantasy 15. We give that five stars? Five stars? No, 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 no. You didn't give it five stars. I didn't stars. give it five stars. Final Fantasy 15 got like a four, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Uh-oh. Final Fantasy 15 did not get five stars. Wag no of the finger. Max, his shame, Termin. Now we know why you have your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Your shame. You've earned it for yeah, I do. I feel like I've heard that before, though. Like that people we gave have, yeah, stars? the people have said that we gave. We never did. <laughs> yeah, we, it was always four and a half. It's a rumor. It's still Stop four it. and a half. Stop spreading that yeah, rumor. I was, like, I was pretty sure you did it. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I am surprised that Deus Ex was that high in 2016. Um, oh, and we had Last Guardian in ninth place. Yeah. I think we were just sick of it, and it we're always just like, just come out. I think for like five <laughs> yeah. years in a row, it was on our most anticipated. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, fun game. Nice. Uh, I always like looking back at stuff like that. It's fun. It is now time for bets. Bet. Next week's bet. Ace Combat 7 Enemies Unknown will be released Friday, January 18th. 
Will there be aliens? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Enemies unknown. I didn't think there would be aliens until I read that title out yeah. loud. Would you consider mole people an alien? Yes. Okay, then yes. <laughs> just like uh, air, to, air to ground missiles on mole people, just, <laughs> just blowing them up. Okay, I mean, uh, our bet is how many missiles will we have in our first mission? Was it was our ammo capacity for missiles? Going high, I think, was the first number that popped in my head, 20. Ben, how many missiles will we have? I'm going to go five. Are these total missiles? Total missiles, man. Oh, okay, so we have two different types of missiles. We're adding them both up. Yes. Okay. Eight. Brad. Eight. Brad says eight. Jones? We're on the same page, dude. I okay. said 18. Okay. Get him low. Sorry, Get him low. Low. 81. Get him low. 19. Ian? I said 16? Ooh. Okay. Oh, this yeah. is hard with to us win. Now, right? oh, yeah, no. Ian is All with right. you. Yeah. Let me lock those in. Covering the bases. It's going to be hard to win. And you know what I'm thinking? It's like the first level is like some goofy like biplane mm-hmm. flashback where there's no missiles. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose yeah. if that's the case, Jones. I mean, yeah, Tyler, but if it's over 18, bet. you guys win. True. This is such an interesting bet because like playing Ace Combat, I feel like that's not something you would log into your brain. Right. It's just like, okay, I see that number. It's not something you really register or hold on to. So it's tough. And it's something that's why I like this era where in the past – in game trailers days, I would forward everyone the rundown of the podcast, and Bloodworth would do research. Yep. I love that we can't research anymore. Yeah, Blood would Sorry, research Bloodworth. the bets. He yeah. would win oh, he, all blood, the time. Blood plays to win. But yeah. that, that's dirty. It's not dirty because I I messaged him the bet. Like, here's what we're gonna no, bet but, on. But it, like, you can't get that advantage over your. He did it. He did it. Uh, Academic. Last week's bet was about New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, which released on Friday, January 11th. At I, this point. How many people <laughs> will be watching that game on Twitch? Jones, you bet 230. Blood bet 7,024. I don't want the win. Huber bet 2,000. I bet 521. Ian bet 22,000. Summit is streaming new Super Mario Bros. U. All right, let's see. <laughs> Summit is? Uh, uh, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, uh, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> let's look. So I'm going to refresh the page. Here we go. Looking at the top most streamed games. Fortnite's number one. 143k. Okay. Um, just chatting. Just chatting. There's. Uh, do you ever like click on just chatting? I do. Yes. It's so weird. Then I immediately click I'm, out. Yes. What if I told you I'm always disappointed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Bail. you. Man. Uh, sea of Thieves is at 48.4k. Is isn't unexpected. Uh, that one dude who like just passed Ninja for most subs? Isn't he streaming? That's sea of Summit. Thieves? That's who Summit yeah, is. Yeah. Yep. 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 Actually, let's see that how one many. Dude. Who's watching Summit right now? 39.5k people are watching his stream. Wow. So he makes up the vast majority of that 48. Rare is pleased. Rare is, man, they were going to do a stream with him, but the community doesn't like the way that he plays. So really? they had to cancel the stream that they were going to have with Summit. Whoa. How could, yeah. yikes. The community Sorry. doesn't like the way that he plays, but he's the most viewed? Yes. Because there's uh, the pirate code. Do you remember this? When they're like first launching the game, it's like, here's the pirate code. They have like a list that. of rules that are like, all pirates should do these kinds of things. Wow. What? And he no. doesn't do those things. He doesn't do those Am things. Am I in a bit? You're not in a bit. That's a real thing. I don't that remember one. that, and I reviewed the game. That game has a pirate code. No, there is no pirate code. Oh, not in the game, Brad, but like in the videos they put out weekly. Oh, I didn't watch that. I know. Why would you? <laughs> but like, that's, that's like something that rares. I like, saw we have someone. A pirate code. And if they had treasure, yeah. we yeah. shot them. Mm-hmm. I think that's in the game. You, there's a sign in, in the beginning. You that has see. the pirate code on I, it? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 has 7.1k viewers. I got to see why. Speed run? 
There's one person. Oh, e-reader levels Vine Sauce. Vine Sauce is pretty yeah. popular, right? 7.1K. Yeah. Congrats, Vine Sauce. Well done. Um, still don't see Super Mario Bros. U, Just though. search it. No, I like scrolling down. Okay. <laughs> we might be here for a while. Kingdom Hearts HD, Brad? 4.1K? Yeah. Absolutely. I people feel like are, a, people are a ton of the, the streamers that I follow have flipped to huh. trying to Found catch it. up for yeah. three. Everyone's scrambling. Sense. Ian, how far down do I have to go? But it feels uh, it's yeah. down past... Uh, I know, Brad. Super Mario 64? Yeah, 786. It's, it's down past that. Wait, past Super Mario Maker. No, I gotta do Birthday Sleep. Uh, Sponge, oh. SpongeBob's got 569 Which watching. started. Okay. It's short. Uh... You got you got you got another three hundred. Dragon Quest Ten. Did I see that correctly? Yeah, Dragon Quest Ten has four forty nine right watching right now. I I follow Dragon Quest Ten on Twitch, and it usually has like ten people or something. Who Silent Hill Silent Hill Four The Room has more than Super Mario Brothers (laughs) right now. Persona Five right there. Uh, Super Mario Maker six hundred sixty six. It's done. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mugen, great. Well, your, no, your numbers are. I just wonder if the way people stream. There it is. There it is. Two forty-five viewers. Oh man, I was so off. I almost nailed that. Yeah, Jones, your bet Jones was two thirty. You nailed it, dude. <laughs> Good job, Jones. You nailed that bet. Face it, you nailed that bet. There are two hundred forty-five people. I got to see who's streaming. We got to call out the people who are streaming. It's Tommyani. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's IGN. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, that, is that live or a rerun? It says live. It says live. They have 120 viewers. No. IGN, what are you, is that really live, IGN? Is I it a rerun see. or a live? IGN plays oh, live. live. Okay. Late night crew. Okay. All right. Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't want to make fun of IGN. I think you picked the wrong game to play tonight. Well, I um, wonder if just... The people who are watching them are just watching on IGN. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they have, have their own, they have bunch their own places, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's to say, if IGN was not streaming that with their 120 viewers, that, that game would be even lower on that list. Um, however, you know, Twitch scores, those don't represent actual, like, popularity, right? Right. No. Yeah, that game I mean, sold super well. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to be honest about that. Twitch isn't everything. I dislike this game. Me too. And I think that's like why I made this bet. <laughs> I think like to I wanted shame it. Yeah, I wanted to, to like ru- rub its nose in it. Yeah. Sorry, Mario. Who who are we no rubbing? No one cares. Sorry. Who He's are we rubbing, rubbing Miyamoto. Rub, rub, Miyamoto, you messed up again. You've been rubbed. Rub him. Because here's the thing. Odyssey, I love. Odyssey is the direction. And it's like to me, this is a threat. It's a threat to Odyssey. Like if this sold better than Odyssey, like New Super Mario Bros. Wii sold better than Galaxy, you know what I mean? That's a threat to Galaxy, and then that's the direction going forward. So for Odyssey, for 3D Mario, I need these horrible little dinky games to fail. If they were to announce a mm-hmm. brand yeah. new New Super Mario Bros. game for Switch, what would be the thing that they would put in it that would piss you off the most? Okay, so it's got the same graphics. It yep. looks exactly the same as all the other ones. The first level looks exactly the same. But there's, like, a character in it. There's, like, Link in it. Well, in Mario, yes. it makes sense for you. Yes, that, would be it. that would be it. I would be so good. mad. Or Samus. Yes, it absolutely has Link in it. And the multiplayer is still terrible. Yep. Yeah, now you can have eight players play at the same time. <laughs> 32 and, and link they just go they just go nuts with it link is in all of the marketing mm-hmm. everywhere all over the place he has a voice the, charles martinet does a voice for link as well <laughs> and then the week before this game comes out mm-hmm. they announce 
that when you get the crown, you become Linkle. A billion copies sold. Yeah, yeah. If that would be Ganon, right. I'd be pretty down. I want to tell everybody about patreoncom allies, which we talked about a little bit in the yeah. middle of this podcast. Uh, but tease. yes, we were talking about that to big old sponsor people. If you have five dollars or more that you are willing to give to Easy Allies on a monthly basis, you get this podcast two days early, and you get to submit to uh, those other parts of the podcast, like... Uh, 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 What's the name of your stupid bit, Kyle? What is the name <laughs> of my stupid bit? Uh, Pro Strats Only, please! There you go. <laughs> These are good titles. <laughs> you, you, di- you didn't include it when you sent me the time code for last episode. You, you, omitted, nobody you skips, omitted that one. Nobody skips straight to that. I think if you're looking at time codes, you have no interest in pro strats only, on please. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I time coded. Uh, Nadia H. Young hated it last week. Oh, she oh, hated not it. Not surprised. She said the title's good, but she oh. she really well, doesn't think. There you go. She, she tweeted at me. time to. Sorry, what? She tweeted at me for the first time ever, directly at me. What'd she say to you? She just talking about how she didn't like it. Wow. Pro strats only. Like She's Ian like, has got to go. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, and I, that's what I told her. I'm like, Nadia. If on an infinite timeline, up the wrong like you tree. just put easy allies on an infinite timeline, if we eventually reach a point where everything we say is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're there. You're in one. You're we're in we have one. been in one. We are fully submerged. Uh, $5 is not just easy allies early. It's a, or many shows early. What Definitely worth checking out. Patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, Brandon Jones. Yeah, you won. You you cool. you did the best possible bet. Cool. You, I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> I feel really good about that one. You are new to. teams. Yeah. Oh, look, hey, I oh, forgot yeah. we got to do like team stuff now right. too. I got out of that habit. We don't. So, we don't even know what the hell we sound like, Kyle. <laughs> so let's. Well, I guess we'll both do a sound and we'll okay. see how that okay. goes. Okay. So the scrappy little pigs have one point. <laughs> it's we? It's yeah, it was Jones. I like rare. No, it's that's like when I you just hurt I'll everyone's do the ears. Wee and you do that. Okay, three, two, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the combination is very good. Okay, it's a I charge and a squeal. Well, you should. You're supposed because to hate the gorgeous it. gorillas have zero points. Oh, we're gonna come <laughs> back. <laughs> undeserved. Undeserved. <laughs> Uh, Jones, we're up, dude. That's did you, did do we get a hoo-hee in the corner? <laughs> no, you, you, you crushed it. Did you hoo along with that? I hoo Okay, oh, good. Um, oh, I did I'm looking forward to, to that three-part harmony hoo-hee this time. Uh, I forgot to mention that the gorgeous gorillas do have the poison thumb. And that allows you to cancel out any bet that you think is threatening your bets. Wait, what? Once. Oh, because we do won once. last time? Yeah, yeah, you have the poison thumb because oh, you won last okay. season. Right, right now? No, oh, we're not gonna use it. Oh, no, save burn it. it. Save Don't it. let Huber use it. Wait, we Huber it. will use it. Maybe I guarantee it. Maybe we can that is my bet. <laughs> we can use it after hearing the results. Yes. Yep. Ah. So the best time to do is uh, like if somebody has the same bet that you have. Or Damiani. One uh, of the two. Damiani will use. it. I'm here every week. I trust baby. Blood. Yep. He's probably doing research no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Jones, you won the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head right now. And you get to sign off with your trademark s- trademark sign off. I will do it. Oh, no. You can follow me <laughs> at... Just, I'm trying my hardest. I know, I know. I know. You think I got some chicken after Sophie ate it? You think I'm going into that chicken? You think you think you think Sophie eats some of that chicken? I'm like, I'm going to have the rest of that. This needs context. Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you pick that food. Right in front of all of us. Like a raccoon. No fear. That's Sophie. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Jones. 
You can follow me at Trailer Jones. You have to watch the Busted Trifecta. This is new. Uh, this is not new. We called it new tonight on the stream. This is the return mm-hmm. of a three-episode run that uh, Don Casanova did uh, about his obsession with, uh, you know, big bets, uh, you know, fast fast horses and, and, and the life of the, the gambler, the rider. Um, and uh, it's, it's a dark, unexpected world. And uh, you can you can dive you know completely into that in Busted Trifecta episode five just f- five mm-hmm. just recently went up this past Monday yeah uh, episode six and seven will be the following Mondays unless Blood said if Don wants to make tweaks to it but uh, uh, I, I think we're gonna stick to those I schedules. believe in Don uh, and they're really great they are not only unique <laughs> in the world they're not only unique on YouTube they're especially unique among the the library of Easy Ally shows so if you enjoy this podcast and a couple other things I implores you. To go out and check out the busted trifecta. I'm going to give you a fun little story. Actually, am this I allowed to make fun of you for head. saying "implores you"? Yeah, why did you pluralize that? It's really? a Red Dead Redemption quote. Yeah, from what? Uh, very early on in the game, it's the first time you meet Bill Williamson. He's like, "I implore you, Bill," and Bill says, "Well, I implores <laughs> you," because Bill doesn't know what that means. I like this. Yeah. I like this bit. Oh, you're right. The, All right, get some water, dude. The, ca- the counter did not work. Oh, I think it's from water. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, I want to tell a fun story because it's just recently popped in my head because we talked about Bloodworth cheating mm-hmm. on uh, l- researching ahead on the bets. Back in game trailers, we had a company-wide Magic the Gathering tournament. What, what we year all, is this? What this, year is this? Uh, I think this was before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was. Um, I participated in one of these. Uh, oh, I think it was maybe. Yeah. I think it was, might have been the first one we were going to do, and we okay. did it because it was a. I'm going to throw somebody under the bus here. I love awesome. this person dearly, but uh, we were. It was going to be a, a whole new thing in magic and we were going to go out buy a ton of it the day that it came out you know bring it in stack it all down on the table do a huge draft and yeah. then compete and the thing was and we repeated this ad nauseum building up to the launch of whatever this one ravnica or something uh that none of us could research it it's like we we want all going into this blind nice, we have no nice. idea what yes. the rules are how this works Blackout. so we're all going to look at these cards Blackout. and be like what and we go in there, we're so excited, and we sit down, and we're like, okay, great. No, you, none of you research, right? None of you research. And Justin Spears like, oh, I did a ton of research. Oh. <laughs> like, what? We said for you not to. And he was like, oh, I know. Like, and you just did it <laughs> anyway? He's like, yeah. He's like, are we, are we not going to do this? We're like, well, I, I guess we are. That is so cutthroat. Did and he then win? We just did, I, I, it certainly wasn't me. I don't think I really paid attention <laughs> to who won. I was out round one, you know, mm-hmm. so I just, you know. I competed, and it was tough because we all had to fit in our matches like on our own time. So I'd be like in the middle of a retro, and somebody would come in. You want to play? And I'm like, I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> I was not the person to count on to show up for the Those Magic the Gathering times, tournament. I, uh, but just the confidence of a spear admitting to it, and it's like, what are you going to do? All of us in our eyes, being like, yeah. what are you going to do? Just not going to do the tournament, I guess. Yeah, and like no. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, when I was an intern in I was 2011, so I, I laughed at it now, but I was fuming. <laughs> I participated in this. And it was like a weird whiplash because when you were drafting, everybody was like joking around and having a great time. It was just laughter and like just <laughs> enthusiasm. And then I remember doing the matches and people were like really serious. Yeah. Very serious. You could tell like walking by one. Oh, yeah. Wanna, and like it wasn't even serious in the build up to the match. But when you were playing cards, it was stern. Like, yeah. people weren't mean about it, yeah. but they were very serious. Magic the Gathering. It was I awesome. would lose in silence many times. They'd be like, oh, well, you, good game, Jones. I'm like, it was not. It was kind of you to say that, but. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, those are good old days. Kyle, you're doing an excellent job on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to add that Thank to you. my story. You're welcome. Cheers. 
they have like this set number of times that they have to keep sneezing. 